Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome to this week's episode of Talks with Taboo. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Hope y'all having a great week, and I appreciate y'all being here, man. We have one of my favorite artists on the entire fucking planet on the podcast today, and I'm so stoked about this. Before I introduce this week's guest, I just got to give a special thanks to Illegal Pete's for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. Illegal Pete's is my go-to local spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Man, I eat there all the time. The food there is incredible. Quality food, quality ingredients, man. Make sure to stop by one of their 12 locations throughout Colorado and Arizona for happy hour every day from 3 to 6. And once again, thank you, Illegal Pete's, for being a sponsor on Talks with Taboo. Also, before I introduce this week's guest, I just got to go ahead and say Blue Collar Base Tour starts in a couple days, man, by the time this episode comes out. Next week, we got Vegas, Salt Lake City, Reno, Denver, and Tempe. And I cannot fucking wait to get back out on the road, see all y'all, promise y'all. This tour is going to be a lot of fun, man. We're pulling out all the guns just to make sure every night is as fun as possible. And I hope to see y'all there, man. Make sure to go get your tickets at musicbytaboo.com. And I uh, can't wait to see y'all. Also, one more thing, the second single for Blue Collar Bass comes out this Tuesday on Wakan. We haven't even really announced it yet. I think we're announcing it tomorrow, but I'm going to go ahead and tell, tell y'all about it now. It's Marijuana with Baldy featuring Boogie T. It's a fucking awesome song. Y'all been asking for it for a while, and uh, man, it's such a fun song. I think it's going to be the biggest song on the album, if I'm being honest, dude. It's so catchy, and uh, make sure to go check that out whenever it drops, but my guests this week are some of the best producers, musicians on in the dance music world, man. I fucking love these guys so much. I've seen them so many times, been a fan of their music since like 2010, I want to say, maybe maybe a little bit after that, but man, I love these guys. Um, they're doing their Rowdy Town 2 it's just there. I don't know if it has two after. Rowdy Town here at Red Rocks, uh, I think in a week maybe or two. And it's their 10th headline at Red Rocks, which is absolutely fucking insane. It's not a new album drop, Brighter Future 2, featuring some incredible artists, musicians, singers, rappers. It's it's just a masterpiece, man. I love these guys um, musically, and it was really awesome to get down and sit to talk to them. And uh, I'm really stoked this happened, and I'm just going to let it get into it. Ladies and gentlemen. Big gigantic. Fellas. Hey. 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 I like the energy off the rip. Hey. hey. Let's go, baby. Uh, yeah. yeah. I love how Dom, you look like a skateboarder and you look like you play tennis. It looks like I might <laughs> yeah. fight at some point. Let's yeah, go, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and this chair behind me is like, we got the neck pillow. Yeah, dude, we're taking care of you. Ergonomic and yeah, shit. That's what happens when you play tennis. You got to, you know, yeah. relax and get the neck right. Yeah. Yeah. True. Relax and get the neck right. <laughs> yeah. That's what they say about tennis. I don't know what they say about tennis. I don't either. Honest. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fellas, thank y'all so much for being here today, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for having us. Too. I got to start this out by saying, dude, I'm a fucking massive fan. I've been for a very, very long time. That's what's up. Hell yeah. yeah. 
I uh, any 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 type of live act that will have a drum kit in there. Yeah, I'm gonna look down. at you. I'm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell so, yeah. It sells me. Did you see us like back in New Orleans? Did you I used to see us back in the day? I saw y'all in New Orleans. I've seen y'all probably like seven or eight times. Oh shit! Cool. Nice. Yeah, I've seen y'all a bunch. Nice. And uh, I'm trying to think of my favorite time seeing y'all. I think I and my first time seeing y'all was at Hangout Fest 2014. Ooh, wasn't it? Nice. Was it 2014 nice. or 2015? We played like four of them in a row, like with like one year yeah. off or something. So I can't remember what the first year was. Yeah, but. Love that festival. Yeah. yeah. So that was like when that when that festival came on the scene, it was like, wow, this is it was like our favorite for a while. Mm-hmm. That one in Electric Forest were like yeah. or Rothbury or whatever were like festival grounds wise. Those were like Yeah, the it was ones. like the first one on the beach, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's cool. So it was like, yeah, Electric Forest was like, Oh, the sick in the forest. It's like, okay, we're on the beach now. Okay, yeah, this is really dope. Yeah. So And it, I I mean, y'all now they're on boats, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They gotta have boats. one on a plane. DJ's on a plane. Yeah, wow. That'd be I've sick, had it with dude. these motherfucking yeah. DJs. Yeah. <laughs> motherfucking plane. You know? Yeah, they need like a gutted plane that you can just kind of run around. Did Samuel L. Jackson would have to DJ that? Yeah, yeah, he would. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would be a, it would that be a would disservice. Be he could be like happen. the MC, dude. Him as an MC would be kind of terrifying. It'd, it'd be legit. Jump, yeah. motherfucker! Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, that would be sick. Maybe uh, next year for Rowdy Town, we'll get uh, we'll get him out <laughs> to be our Jackson yeah. to be our the hype, MC. Our hype man. Oh my He's god, just hype man! Say what again? Yeah. Say what? One more goddamn Just time. like, no, dude. Quit tell me what the fuck to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you brought it up, so I'm going to go ahead and bring it up, too, dude. Rowdy Town. It's coming yeah. up in, what, two weeks at Red Rocks? Uh, yeah, like Two or month. three, yeah. yeah. Yep. How many How many times? How, what number is this? Ten. Ten. Fuck. Ten, X. man. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah thinking so, back on that is, like, wild because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, holy shit. I can't believe it's been ten. Uh, you know, we played a couple times. We... Uh, we did like a um, global dance. We opened up for STS nine one time up there before we did our own. But um, man, wow, it's crazy. It's like holy shit! I can't believe ten. It's wild. Yeah. It's gone by quick too. Not a whole lot kinda. of people can say that either. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we we talk about it sometimes because back in the day when we first started, we were like we used to go to the Fox all the time in Boulder, mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of the hang. And we'd always be like, man, like. Dude, if we could fucking sell it to Fox, man, fucking, we're going to retire, dude. We're going <laughs> to we fucking, made it. we made it, like, whatever, dude. And, you know, now thinking back on 10, you know, year 10 of Red Rocks, it's like, I mean, wow, we're super grateful, you know, to to be able to, to do what we've been doing for as long as we've been doing it. Yeah, congratulations, man. Yeah, That's yeah, kick-ass. Thanks. It's insane. Thanks, man. Whatever they do, because uh, they're making Red Rocks, too, out there in Colorado Springs. Are they? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. No shit. Did nice. not know about that. Yeah, and I think the reason they're doing it, obviously to you know sell tickets, but like, yeah, I, I there are no sound restrictions. Oh. Well, there's, well, they're going to be a lot there less sound tris- yeah. lot less sounds restrictions. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because okay. it's not near like a neighborhood or something or a town. I reckon. Where? Red Rocks too. I haven't heard of that. Oh yeah, it's Is a that something. Scott Moore will give you the lowdown on. No, dude, Red it's public information, dude. It's I didn't wild. know that. I didn't, I didn't check it out. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, we're pu- gonna have to go see what's up to. Yeah, there. yeah, dude, might do a two night run. Rowdy Damn, is Colorado Springs. That's it's just, Colorado Springs is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you've been down there. I was just it is, down there. Actually, it is gorgeous down there. Yeah. The only time I've been there is just I don't know. Yeah, the only time I've been there was whenever I was just driving from. Louisiana right. here, and right, I was right, like, right. "Holy shit!" There's yeah. like a mountain in uh, this town, you know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you're you're like right up against the Front Range, 
And it is really, it's freaking remarkable. It's a beautiful place. Is Red Rocks building Red Rocks too, or is it a whole different company or whatever? So I don't know the details, but okay. I'd imagine so, or else I'd imagine that'd be some legal issues. Right. You know what I mean? Like I could just open up Cervantes too. Right. But, you know, Scott's <laughs> going to come from my ass. You know slap you around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, dude, I probably deserve it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How long y'all been doing bit. Big Gigantic for? I mean, 10 years of Rowdy Town. Yeah, 2000, late 2008. Was our first gig, mm -hmm. so kind of yeah, two thousand nine, early two thousand nine is when so things kind of yeah started whatever, getting cranking. Whatever the math is on that, mm -hmm. yeah, fourteen years. Yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna count it out. <laughs> no, I'm just dude, gonna say sounds about right. He yeah, lived it, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna count I lived it. it. Yeah, you know, I was there for it every year, <laughs> counting all my fingers, dude. Because that's wild. Fourteen years, and they say it takes. 10 years of doing something to see success. You're an overnight success over 10 years. When did y'all start seeing some shit happen for y'all? It took a few years. It definitely took a few years. I mean, we, yeah, we, we had a couple local gigs, uh, that, you know, and then, uh, you know, it's funny, we were playing gigs and touring before we even had music out. So we didn't put music out till late 2009 and we had gigs. So we were, you know, it, it was a different world back then, obviously than it is now. And so it was kind of a word of mouth thing and we had gigs and we were like, shit, well, we might as well put these, might as, we should put these songs out. But it was kind of really till like 2010, you know, when things we, was that when we played the Camp Bisco and stuff like that? 2010? Oh man. Or was it Ten, 11? 10 or like 11. That. Yeah. We, you know, we had some festivals, we got a couple things going, but probably 2010, 2011, we had a, uh, we played Camp Bisco. Um, there's, I don't know if you know about that festival yeah, up yeah. north. We played that, uh, that festival and you know we had like a daytime slot and um you know weren't expecting too much out of it but it was like a main stage kind of the main stages were like next to each other so we were playing this main stage and um it was uh like wu-tang was playing after us and classic um wu-tang you know is late fashion like late yeah. really late you know so we're <laughs> ending our set and um and they're like yo man just like just keep playing we're Oh, okay. Like, we'll, yeah, we'll play yeah. a couple more. Yeah. So, like, all right, we go back, play a couple more, you know, and at the same time, like, people are coming in droves to see Wu Tang, you know? And, um, and then we play a couple more and they're like, like, keep going. Like, okay, we'll keep playing a couple more. And then we just <laughs> played a couple more. And still, like, by the, you know, and then it happened again. They were like, keep going. We're yeah, like, all right, I'm going to do like, one more time and that's it. Yeah. We're out of music. Uh, yeah. Like, we're, <laughs> yeah, like right. we're, so we went out one, you know, one more time, played a few more and, you know, and by that time it was just a packed, whole packed, you know, main stage festival type of thing. And, um, and that was kind of when the first time we got like booking agents and shit, like all that kind of shit started happening. I love that dude. And y'all were ready. And then an opportunity arose. Yeah. And you see, yeah, we it. took yeah. it. We were like, let's go. I mean, we played an extra like half hour almost. Yeah. yeah. And how much more do you think the crowd grew from where it was at? I don't honestly, when we went out just doing the set, I remember it being like, that was the biggest crowd we, we had played in front of. I feel like at yeah. that point we're like, holy shit. And it just like, obviously with, you know, Wu-Tang like coming up with those guys, everyone kind of started flocking even more, but it felt like the whole festival was there and they, they weren't just like staring at us. They're having a vibe. Like, like yeah. we were, you know, speaking a different language or whatever, they were getting down. It was it was crazy, and yeah, that was one of the one of the best moments. I feel like mm -hmm. hell yeah, I love that dude. That, so you said y'all were touring before y'all even had music. Mm -hmm. Were you feeling pressured after that? Like, oh shit, we got to put out some songs now. Or were you even producing at the moment? I mean, um, I know y'all are mu musicians, so I mean, um, 
once we started putting music out, I've definitely felt pressure to put more music out over the last 14 years or whatever, for sure. I feel like it doesn't, I feel like I work on music. I'm just always working on music. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, Yeah. I mean, I I feel like since that moment, or I've, you know, honestly, even before Big Gigantic, I've always been writing. I've, I just like writing music. So I've been writing. No, yep. no, not so much pressure, but kind of a little bit, but you know. Yeah. It's, it's your good own pressure. pressure. Yeah. It's good, your own good pressure. pressure. You yeah. can't not. True. Yeah. He's done. Dom's in it. Yeah. You can't I'm not it. do it, which is great. That's like, it's the motivation, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. inspiring as fuck because his work ethic is like, it's top notch. How's yours? Mine's, mine's <laughs> good in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like what the stuff that I get, like I, in the beginning, you know, we were, Dom was making a lot of music and, and, and we were, it was just the two of us. We didn't have a manager. We didn't have agents. We didn't have, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. So it was like, while he's making music and we're kind of getting gigs coming in, it was like, okay, how are we going to get there? Like, where are we going to stay? How are we going to get back? What, like running all those logistics and, and, and stuff like that. And I, and I just kind of picked up those responsibilities and, and started running our business pretty much, you know, and obviously with Dom too, but we kind of, as we started growing, it was like, whoa, there's so much to cover that we, we cover, you know, we picked our lanes and whatever and started like doing our thing. And we would obviously be talking and and come together Mm -hmm. when we needed to. And for shows obviously, but, but yeah, we were like, cool, you take that. I'll do this. And we were just tag teaming it. And I feel like it, it worked really well at least for us yeah especially like kicking off you know you know it's like all right i'm gonna do the music you just hand make sure you know get all the other stuff going for us and then you know we got in his car and we you know this is before <laughs> we had music out and we you know we got gigs opening up for sts9 we just hit the road and went around you know around the midwest and just i you know and just did it like that and we did it like that for until we got more official yeah. management and stuff like that yeah. yeah and even then i mean we still you know I still am like our business manager. We don't have a business manager, essentially me. Um, and we have accountants, but like, uh, but yeah, I c- kind of like still, you know, run that aspect. Um, You've been rocking the video, of the, the video so, stuff lately, which yeah, has been cool. I've been editing content lately. So yeah. I just kind of like find different, I, I don't know, end up, end up like when the need is there. Now, now he's a DJ too. Actually, as of Uh-oh. last night, Uh-oh. pretty much, not or really. not really, your second DJ Gosh. gig. Yeah, dude, I heard about I heard about y'all's thing last night. I was yeah. leaving Cervantes, and uh, Benny was like, "Yeah, Big G's doing a DJ set." So I was like, "Motherfucker, yeah. I got yeah. shit I gotta go do." I was yeah, like, "Yeah, uh, dude, it was yesterday. It was like you got to pick. You going to see Showdown? You going to see right, Big Gigantic? Right. Yeah. You're gonna go see Hawthorne Heights and Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, <laughs> who are like three blocks away from me? And I was just oh, like, nice. "Yeah, it's crazy how yeah. everything's happening." Yeah, at, and it was Sunday at the same time on a Sunday. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's Denver for it. you. Yeah, yeah, I love it though. Yeah, it's cool. What's the dynamic for y'all like now or just uh on the road, right? Because I played in a lot of bands, dude. And I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie with y'all. I got in fist fights with some of my band members, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know what oh I mean? Like God. shit like that happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if I was ever in a band where we didn't fucking throw hands. That yeah, no, it's been good. We're good. We're like we're good. Yank. Yeah, we're good. Stop, uh we, stop. No, no, for real. <laughs> yeah. For real. No, like honestly, like we, I don't even think I mean we get like annoyed at each other. Maybe never thrown hands. Yeah, it's never, never like hands. come to. Come I'm sure I'm annoying. Jer's annoying sometimes, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Dom's annoying, and yeah. I know I'm annoying. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, and it's been. I mean, we lived together before Big Gigantic, 
So I feel like a lot of the stuff that you figure out about, you know, a friend and about, especially when you're in a band and you're traveling together. And if in the beginning you're splitting hotel rooms, you're doing this, spending all this time together. We almost like, I feel like got a lot of that out of the way because we live together. So we knew how the other person was when you're, yeah. you know, and we're both like pretty clean, clean our dishes, and organized. Shit like that, like, so we already knew we didn't have to throw hands. Yeah. Yeah. Go tell my roommates yeah. that, please. Yeah. <laughs> dog, get the scrub brush, yeah. fill it with soap. Yeah. Just start go to the town. dishwasher when it's full. Yeah. Come on, man. Let's yeah. fucking do this shit, dude. Um, dude, I'll be getting frustrated, dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we, we honestly, I feel like that all that kind of helped, you know, our friendship was there from before. And then we were just, we were both so stoked. Cause we had been in, in a bunch of different bands yeah. and we were so stoked to have the opportunity and we're like, we're not going to fuck this up. We're going to like yeah. do it the best we can. And yeah, we were working like normal jobs, you know, yeah. we were playing gig weddings and shit and bar gigs and stuff. So when things started rolling, we were like, okay, like let's not fuck this up. <laughs> yeah, I, did the, I did the wedding and bar grind for yeah. a long time. Yes. Dude. Yeah. long time makes you appreciate everything else a lot more oh yeah. it's so much yeah you're playing for like 25 bucks and like a freaking burger or slice yeah. of pizza i never did that yeah you know, i had sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean we did it for a long, yeah. long time oh man yeah we yeah we 25 dollars oh, on a burger 50, i mean 50. yeah it was like in free drinks okay maybe like, if it's 75 okay. you'd be like yes 100 you were like i'm fucking yeah. rich right now yeah. oh dude i'm talking about like oh yeah i, d I dj'd the the weddings and bar stuff but like yeah actually whenever i was playing with my bands for the bar stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. like i remember one time the promoter literally handed us 25 dollars. yeah yeah so i get that i mean that was sure. like that was the hustle early on you know playing the fox the fox theater they would you would play for free and they would give you like hundred like two or three hundred tickets and you get a dollar for every ticket that came back you would like get all these tickets and you would hand literally hand them out to people and then try and just get them to come to the fucking show big g we never had to do that but like in bands before that yeah, uh, that right. was like you would put up posters everywhere you were like on the ground mm-hmm making your friends come you're like you have to come yeah come on please i played a lot of those events dude i remember a battle yeah. of the bands it was uh we were living in mississippi and the show was in new orleans and yeah. uh if we had to sell an x amount of tickets or else we couldn't be in the battle of the bands i'm like i don't fucking know anybody in new orleans yeah yeah but we convinced all of our friends to go dude to so we road, road tripped it yeah, yeah. Nice. we didn't win oh yeah shit. we got close i that's mean cool. that's honestly that's how i feel like you hear about like Early on, a lot of bands, like, the way they get started is that kind of word of mouth. They get all their friends to, like, come to this one event, get them to drive over here. Like, just come. It's an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. come, you know? Yeah. I'm sure y'all have, like, y'all have, like, a road crew and everything that sets all your stuff up now. Yeah. All right. We do, yeah. They're badass. Jeremy, be yeah. honest with me, dude. In the beginning, would Dom help you set up the drum kit? Uh, no, not no. really, but he had his own <laughs> shit to set up. Yeah, that's true. It's he, not, had, like, he, he used to bring a keyboard. He still brings a keyboard, but, like, we would fly to gigs, yeah, and like I would carry the keyboard on the plane because you, you couldn't check it; it was in like a soft case. You when, would have a sax. When I see, I played in the this band, the Motet. I don't know if you ever heard of the I Motet. I've heard of the Motet. Yeah, yeah, they're a Colorado band. So before I started Big G, I played in the Motet, and um, we'd go on tour, van, all that shit. And all I had my was my sax, and I would help load the whole fucking all the gear in and out every night. Mm -hmm. And I did that for five years. And when I started Big G, I was like, I'm starting two-person band just this yeah i'm gonna load we're not yeah load, not you deal with gear. your drums i'll deal with my <laughs> shit. load the truck in and out yeah every night man i love that dude <laughs> yeah you're smart <laughs>
We were, we were thinking, dog. Oh, we're, dude, you have no idea how much better it is to just carry a flash drive and then set up my drum kit around. I you know what even, I mean? Yeah, that that's next level. It almost is like guilty. Even flying and just bringing cymbals is like amazing. But yeah, with a flash drive. Yeah. But it's also easy to forget because you're like, is it in my fucking pocket? Like, where is where is that thing? Where's that little ass? Oh, dude, I have like diff. I have different ones in different places in just case in I case. lose one, and yeah. I have this other one in that in this nice. spot. Nice. I have one on my keychain just in case, nice. you know. Yeah. So I, I stay on top of it, dude. How are you? Yeah, are you having to check in your drums everywhere, or is it like uh, backline stuff, and you just bring your cymbals? It's festivals are all like backline, and um, I just get tom tom kits when I can, and uh, and yeah, I get there. Where our guys like usually, you know, they set them up. And then I'll come in and kind of like move it a little bit and, and they'll tune them a little bit. And then I come in and like tighten things up. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I want to know the process of you guys making a set, right? Does, does Dom, does, uh, Dom, it's Dom. Yeah. Does he just give you a set list and you're like, all right, y'all run through it. Or cause I remember mm-hmm. talking with, uh, I had manic focus on the podcast mm-hmm. and he was talking about when he did a live band, they didn't even practice. He just sent him a, a set list. I'm like, that sounds stressful mm-hmm. as fuck. What's yeah. it like with y'all? Uh, we've been I mean, doing it for a while, yeah. so we kind of have like we, we kind of have our process down. But um, you know, we'll rehearse, we'll rehearse, like we rehearse for tour and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, for Red Rocks, for Red Rocks and stuff yeah. like that. But um, it's pretty. But when it's we on do the quicker side, it's yeah, not like days. But like when we just did this festival in um, when we did uh, Elements Festival a couple weeks ago, it was like a version of our tour. So it's it's all it's always sort of like um, uh, based off of kind of what the last you know it's expanding on what we did before so um if there's new stuff i'll you know i'll play him the new kind of stuff but i think you know he you know he he gets the style of the build up and the drop yeah. and just like you know whether it's 16 or 8 you know and i have like little he's got some cues he's got some cues yeah. Yeah. a couple cues <laughs> yeah. But, yeah yeah but exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that uh we you know. um we back in the day dom was like was He's still making stuff now, but I feel like it was like at a ferocious pace years ago or yeah. whatever. Um, like we wouldn't like necessarily take time off, you know, so he could do the album and then, and it was just like, you know, right. Literally five minutes before we go on, he'd be like, yeah. yo, Oh, I forgot. There's a new one. Yeah. You'll get it. You'll get it. You know, it's the same thing. It's a 16 and, or eight. And it'll be up. like educated guesses. A lot of like educated guessing, like, okay, are we, uh, yeah. we like, Hold out, you know, pull out on the fucking four or like yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, that's what I've been doing for years, whether it's like playing jam sessions where you're playing a song that you don't know and you're kind of like feeling it out mm-hmm. um, just with a normal band, not in like a DJ setting. And then with stuff that we would do, we'd do so much like renegade type of shit back in the day that it would just be whatever. So I'd have to be listening. If it's a song I know, I'm like, great, I know this, but. Yeah, we had a lot of stuff like that in New Orleans, man, where it'd just be like jam sessions at a bar yeah. where like all the musicians yep. would come through and they would just do, do a couple minutes and then they just hold the sticks up and the next drummer would come up or nice. the next guitar player and it was just a fucking vibe, man. Yeah, yeah. love That's that dope. stuff. So are, so are y'all comfortable at the point? Uh, like, can y'all freestyle us? Like, a lot of stuff I know he was telling you, like, you'll figure it out, but I mean, is that chemistry there for sure? Oh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. yeah, we could for sure. If Dom yeah. was like trying to get crazy in, a, in, you know, in yeah. Ableton or we could just CDJs. stop everything and just like play for five minutes, probably if we wanted to, you know, and then just fire it back up. Yeah, we're, we're you know, I, I came from the jazz background. So we were like most of the stuff we would do back in the day before Big G was like, oh, 
you know, we'll play this like Herbie Hancock tune, play the melody and then just like open solos, you know, just yeah. like F go. Yeah. You know, just like New Orleans type of type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we kind of both came from that that background. So, yeah, I mean, um, you know, a lot of times with the soul, you know, I make a little, you know, depending on maybe 8, 16, 32 measure little solo sections and stuff. And, um, you know, just try to mix it up every night just to get a little, have a little fun, get a little freedom in there. Yeah. You know, a few, couple few times in the set. Um, yeah. Just, for, you know, just for fun to keep the keep the mind flowing keep, keep it fresh yeah, yeah that gives us an opportunity to like you know if he's soloing and i'm kind of like comping and playing off of him mm -hmm. and it's all within you know the thought processes that we're trying to build it up yeah. to a, the point where like the room's shaking and then then drop it down just like you would you know with electronic music or any kind of solo you're trying to like get it where it's like yeah crazy and dom's a, a like a shredder with with that vibe you know it's like a guitarist or whatever dom can build it up to where everybody's freaking out so you know like following that pace and being like all right like this is where we're you know pulling out um it's you know that's like just like our the language that we've yeah. developed over we'll do years. like we'll do like breakdown solo for eight or 16 and then you know and then there'll be like a big build up for 16 into a drop and that'll be like the solo section. So we'll be like, all right, we got 16 to just kind of like whatever, get on a rhythm, get on a melody, whatever. And then we, you know, use the other 16 to build up and then, in, you know, and into the drop. So we're like, okay, we got 32 to like kind of just do, yeah. you know. Have just, fun. Yeah, have fun and yeah. kind of know where we're going and, and just kind of, yeah, do whatever. Hell yeah. So I've, I, I, was, I was just personally curious about it, dude, because yeah. every time yeah. I've taught one of your sets, it's so much fucking fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good time, man. Yeah. We're definitely out there trying to have fun. What's the date on the Red Rock show? Uh, it's the 23rd and 24th of September. 23rd, 24th. Oh, Last I'm, Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Yeah, come come through, man. Let us let us, let us us know if you can come through. We'll yeah, I'm, I, was th I was thinking I'm, I'm home that yeah. weekend. Yeah, come, man. Come out, man. We'll we're set doing, you up. doing, you know, we, we have a lot of music at this point, so we're doing, you know, different set each night, um, playing, you know, it's our 10-year anniversary, so we're playing a bunch of old stuff and new stuff and all kind, just all kinds of shit, man. Well, I will let you sick. know because yeah. I'm letting you know now, but I will yeah. holler. At yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please yeah. Do. Please, please do. Yeah. Dude, uh, let me ask you this, man. Cause you mentioned something and I wanted to bring it up. You were saying back in the day, Enzo was telling me you went to like Juilliard or some shit for music, yeah, right? Man Manhattan school of music. Yep. Did my master's there. Damn. Yeah. Just like, what was the actual degree? Like saxophone or? Uh, it was like, sa yeah, saxophone performance, but it was pretty heavy and like, you know, imp uh, playing and improvising and stuff. And, um, and then, um, writing, you know, big thing, a lot of writing stuff. Like I had a, you know, I had to write, I had like four different ensembles that I had to write for each week songs Fuck. and shit like that. It was cool. Um, and then teaching. So they, they'd send you off to like schools and you go teach and stuff. So it was kind of like this three pronged kind of like, system of teaching but it was sick i mean you know a bunch of my teachers were like guys who played with miles davis and all kinds of shit like that Damn. um yeah it was like it was insane uh it was something that i really wanted to do it was really important to me and i worked super hard in my undergrad to you know to, to, to get in you know to get into the school and everything and kind of got lucky you had a good audition you know and got uh you know got a bunch of scholarship to go there because um you know it's it's tough you know it's it's not cheap. It's not cheap. It's not cheap to go there and my family. <laughs> it's an art family, school, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I got lucky and uh, you know put the time in, and luckily got to go there, and it was killing, man. I mean, I was like doing my first year masters, and there was like sophomores 
who were like fucking smoking ever like everybody it was so cool but um it was great i mean it was just being around people who were practicing and who were just really bright musicians and bright people you know and just uh it was cool man it was just fun to to just throw it around with those kind of people yeah and i'm sure i'm sure it got you disciplined i'm sure that's where you got you know you yeah. say you're constantly working on music i mean yeah. i imagine and being in a place where I'm sure it is competitive because an insanely good musicians are there and they're just showing you up or vice versa. They're trying right. to show you up. Yeah. That, that will put a fire under your ass to be yeah. a lot more disciplined. Yeah. And, and you know, teachers, teachers teaching you, you know, they don't like give you, they don't go like, this is how you do it. And that's it. You know, they go like, they teach you how to be disciplined. You know, you got to get a plan together. You know, you have to, you know, you have to have an individual voice. You know, you're never going to just, be able to make it out there if you don't, if you don't, you know, you have to be yourself, you know, and all things that applied to me, you know, later on when I started big G and stuff like that too, you know, just yeah. Work ethic, you know, you got to work hard. You got to have an individual voice, you know, I'm not going to like show you all this stuff, but you know, here's kind of a thing like you go discover it, you know, go, go downstairs, see you later, like kind of thing. So it was cool. And just in being inspired, but you know, the, uh, being here in Colorado and being around all the different producers and people around here really reminded me of what it was like to be in music school, just being around all these really talented people, um, who are working hard. You're like, well, what's this guy doing? All right, well, I better fucking get to it. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. And, uh, so it's it's a fun vibe. I like being in that environment for sure. Yeah, it's like when a homie sends you a dope track, you're like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. You know what like, I mean? God damn it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Back to square one. Yeah, dude. for sure. That's awesome. I mean, damn. So if if you weren't doing Big G, what could you use a degree like that for other than like being a teacher? Uh, Pretty much just being a teacher. You know, I could teach college or something. That was kind of why my thinking was like, okay, like, you know, let me – let me do this. Cause if I can, if I can, if I get my degree, then I, at worst case I could teach, you know what I mean? Teach at a college or teach wherever. And I like, and I did a lot of teaching when I first moved to Denver and I was playing with Motet, I was playing a lot of jazz in Denver and I was teaching at different pro summer programs and different things like that. Um, so I, I and I like doing that kind of stuff. I like kind of giving back to the community, teaching, doing that kind of stuff. And, um, um, uh, so yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Love that, dude. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's cool that your teacher's got to play a Miles Davis, dude. Yeah. My favorite Miles Davis chord is not about what you play, it's about what you don't play. Yeah, yeah, right. I can't imagine being in his band. I mean, like, the, he doesn't tell you anything, right? Like, he's just like, he, I don't even know, he, I don't even know, like a small little sheet music. It just like, yeah. But it was the, the you know, it was like that. You know, I'm not going to tell you what to play, but like, go figure it out. But like, you know, listen, you know, a lot of listening. A lot of filling, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that, dude. Let me ask you this, dude. All right, what was it like working Waka Flocka? Because I gotta tell you, dude, that. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta walk I gotta, us the man, walk dude. A story. I will not a story, dude. I just remember whenever y'all announced, whenever yeah. highly possible, it was one of the yeah, singles, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, I remember me and my buddy D Martini, man, we were fucking hyped, dude. We're like, yeah. holy shit, big G. <laughs> you yeah. thought it was gonna Walker. be like we're this like, hype? Oh, dude, talk. I thought it was gonna be so hyped. Uh, but I was like, big G and and, and Walker, that's just gonna be ignorant. And then it wasn't <laughs> like, but it was still yeah, like yeah, incredible. Yeah. It's yeah. my favorite song, but I was not expecting it. We're just sitting there like, what? What? They got him to do this? Yeah. It's a good story, actually. So the how we met Waka even was we were doing all these Mad Decent block parties back um, when they were doing them. I saw y'all at a Mad yeah. Decent block party with Waka Flocka. Yeah, yeah, because he was yeah. so, you know, we were doing, I think it was, honestly, it was the Dallas one yeah, where it was Jack dudes. U. It was Jack U. Yeah. And I think 
the thing was is that the flaw you know he was waka was coming out with floster dramas because like i think one of them was like having kids and couldn't be around so it was like kurt was doing it yeah Josh, and then waka yeah. was like coming out and yeah, it was waka damas yeah exactly mm -hmm. so um you know and and waka was al always super cool and he was like i think he i don't he goes back and forth but he's like vegan and um, we would always have like um, shit in our green room, like you know, we'd have like like a veggie a, tray, a veggie tray, and, and like hummus, hummus and shit. And, and yeah. he like, I remember in that Dallas show, he like rolled up, he like rolled up, he's like, oh, what's up, y'all? And he's like, damn, y'all got hummus, shit, like, <laughs> and he like, and he like rolls in, and it's like taking our hummus and like shit. We're like, yeah, man, whatever, you know, just, just shooting the shit. That's how and, the um, friendship began. Yeah, that's how it began, <laughs> and he, just a super cool guy. And um, uh, so. What happened is he had a song. Well, it's it's a longer it's a longer story that that song in particular. So let me let me digress a little bit. So that song was actually we were, we were gonna have Mac Miller on that song, um, which would have been really really crazy. So Mac was like he was gonna do it, and um, it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Mm -hmm. And nice. and it was cool. Like he we played in New York. He came out to the show. He mm -hmm. came out in front. He came out with us in yeah. front of the crowd. It was like he didn't like there was nothing written yet, but he's like, yeah, I'll come he out. Like, I'll hang out. He like hyped. Yeah. Hyped, hyped with the, the crowd, crowd you know, like yeah, he's, cool. he was cool. We, we had hung out with him on in Australia, uh, years, a couple years before that. So we kind of had a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And, um, so he's going to do the song and, you know, again, we're waiting, waiting, waiting. And then all of a sudden he just kind of fell off and, you know, it was like, it's cool. No, yeah. no worries, man. Um, so what a great backup plan. Waka. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Waka really wasn't, there wasn't a black backup plan. Who, what are we even going to do? Like shit. And then, and then Waka put out this, like, I don't even know what it is. He put out some song or it was like something where he did a hip hop thing. It was like, I forget what the song was. And I was like, damn, like this shit's fine. Like he's crushing this, yeah. like real there dope hip hop normal. shit. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so I was like, in my mind, I was like, okay, he would actually kill this. And then I messaged him or whatever. And I was like, yo, like, what about this song? Like, I was thinking in my mind, like, cause I heard this song that you did and he was like, cool. And then we got, you know, he went in the studio and, and we weren't around, but he was in it. He did it in Atlanta or whatever and threw that down. And I mean, I was like, this shit's fucking sick. And I had my buddy, uh, my buddy who plays with the motet is the guy who did the talk box and all that shit. And I wrote all the, I was like, okay, like here's the lyrics, here's the melody, here's all the shit. Like, will you come over and like do it? And he was like, yeah, man. And he's like killing talk box guy. Yeah. Joey he, Porter. Joey you know, Porter. Joey? Yeah. He's nasty. It sounds familiar though. Actually he's in the motet. He's in the motet. Yeah. yeah I know the motet, but he's uh, around town a lot. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So he the came over to the familiar. crib and just like rocked it out, did the harmonies and did the whole thing. And then, um, yeah. And then I just had fucking, yeah. Well, I could do it. So great. Yeah. Right. I and, wish, I wish I could just relive like that, um, reaction I had with my buddy. Yeah. yeah whenever funny. it came out. I'm yeah. sure everyone was like, what the fuck? But they were like, but in this the is best sick, way though. possible. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It was like, this is so hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? In yeah. a different way. Yeah. yeah. I showed it to my girlfriend. I was like, they did a track of Walker back in the day. She goes, yeah. what? And then I showed it to her. She's like, yo, this shit's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was dope. Yeah. We had him like, where did we, we did a couple things. We did it with him a couple times. We did Lollapalooza. We had, we had a big set of Lollapalooza, like sunset you know, sunset into night Perry stage. Nice. It was, it was big. And we had him come out and do that. And then we did like some of his big trap shit after that. Yeah. We like, we did that one and then just like 
went right <laughs> into the crazy. other shit. It was like, oh, oh, oh. Well, dude, oh, y'all have gotten to do like some really cool sets like with multiple people. I mean, like the big charismatic stuff. And yeah, it was like yeah. you and Nightmare. Like, yeah, what yeah. goes into like a biz, big charismatic set and will it ever happen again? Yeah. No. Uh, I. It's Hopefully. been a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time. Um, so. I did it in New Orleans at Buku Fest. Oh, did, did we? Uh, we might have. No, we, we might did have. summer camp. We might have done it. No, like yeah, it was summer camp. Electric oh, summer camp. Too. Yeah, summer camp. I don't think we, because we only played Buku. We played Buku like twice, like maybe the two first years or something like that. I was thinking, do we do it like indoor? When we played indoor one time, do we do it? I don't know. It wasn't Buku. It was summer camp. That was my bad. Yeah. That was my yeah. bad. Because I was mad. Good. I was jealous of my buddy who got to saw it. Yeah. yeah, we did summer camp and we had, uh, what's his name come out? Parliament. George Clinton. George Clinton came out with us. B-Funk. Yeah, that was sick. Let's kick ass. Yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, on those, we would just, I think, kind of just like me and Grant would kind of like get together and put everything together. Maybe Dennis a little, kind of just, you know, throw some stuff because he was like, wasn't around, but we were like together. So we kind of put the sets together um, for the gigantic nightmare stuff. Um yeah, like that's interesting. Like the big giant, dude, big gigantic like, nightmare. We play like yeah. freaking sixty songs yeah. in sixty minutes. Holy it's, shit! It's definitely nightmare. Like spearheads the yeah. the like the set. Um, but you know, we worked on it. We worked on it. Like I just send him a bunch of stuff, a bunch of edits, a bunch of possibilities, and then he kind of figures it, figures some stuff out, and then we get up, and then we kind of figure the you know figure the final. The final and then they give it stuff. to me like a day before. Yeah, and then we go. <laughs> don't worry, you'll hear it. I've never. Yeah, heard. don't worry, man. You got it, bro. You got yeah, it, dude. Just, that, just, yeah. just feel it. That gig is definitely like yeah. flying by the seat of your EDC pants. EDC this year e was EDC. Like, yeah. I'm just like it's so much educated guessing. Yeah, and there's all these spots where things drop out, or there's like an extra yeah. like an extra beat and something, or an extra bar of like whatever. And uh, it's great. I love playing that shit, especially it's it's like so heavy and so hard. Yeah, and we had fire. So it's like it feel. I felt like I was in a metal band, you know, playing this like heavy ass dubstep. It's like you had to go get a china for it, huh? Yeah. I mean, I have a stack that's like a china. It's yeah. the equivalent. You get a gong sound. for the next one. I need a huge get a gong, gong behind for me. Like, Halloween. Were you like, double pedaling on that bitch, dude? Dude, <laughs> I just actually got. Uh, I had a double pedal when I was younger, mm -hmm. and then stopped doing that because I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and, and it wasn't. It just didn't apply to like I was playing a lot of funk music and like some jazz stuff. Like you're not double pedaling, but I got. Recently, I borrowed one from from Mike from PSI, nice. and was like, I need to get my like double pedal shit going because for the heavy stuff, it really it just helps so much, and mm -hmm. it just kind of adds this like. Then you can start doing uh, drum solos more. That's what I'm I'm trying to advocate for yeah, more drum solos. I'm, I'm like, like, dude, like take a drum, a drum solo. solo. You're like, I don't, I'm not drum soloing. I'm not a but drum like, solo bro, guy. I like go. playing off of people, you know, but it's not like. You go spotlight, and I'm going like doing like. <laughs> That's what I'm trying. I'm yeah, like, yo, let's yeah, go, yeah, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm do with that Dom. shit, yeah. man. Fuck your insecurities, Jeremy. Yeah. Fucking rip it, dude. Yeah. I don't. I don't Just like rip, having bro. those. Those kind of solo chops. I never got into that. Like, I never sat there and practiced that kind of stuff. So it's it's not like I'm more like flowy, jammy, like whatever. <laughs> Oh, dude, it's embarrassing when you fuck up a drum solo, too, man. My, well, ba my band used to give me a spotlight for a second. Yeah. And one time I fucked it up, and I was just like, fuck! And then, yeah. That was it. That was it. You just stopped. <laughs> Is it? And, yeah. I mean, people, you know, you see, like, the best drummers out there miss whatever, you know, miss a beat or miss whatever. And in your head, it, like, seems like the biggest deal. But, but yeah, I don't, ha I don't like, I never got into doing that kind of shit. But I, 
I need to practice. You got to practice that. It's kind of like cheesy to me. I don't know. Well, I'm advocating for it. It's anyway. not cheesy. It's kick yeah. ass. Yeah, it's yeah. kick ass. Yeah, well, it's you got to you got to do it right. Like like Deitch, Adam Deitch, great soloist who like great at building a solo, doing like yeah. unique chops, but still it's within that very like digestible. It's it's not like um, super out where you're just like holy shit, like what the fuck is even happening? And they're like, what? It's he's not going like bonkers, but it's really it's like classy and smooth as fuck and. And that's the kind of like vibe I would go for. But at Red Rocks, like people want like they want the guitar center solo. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's what they want. It's like da, 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 da. You, that's what you, I want. You can't do intricate shit at Red Rocks. It's too it's too big. You're not you know. I'm hearing his excuses. I'm just hearing excuses. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's their excuses. I mean, I've done we. Dom's forced me to do some. No, he's. He's built kindly built in some sections where I get to do a drum solo and it's like and it's so fun. like at, at Electric Forest when we did we did like a throwback set with Grant yeah and there was this one part I was like oh I was God. like I was like at the end of like or it was right yeah. before like Good Times Roll and I was like <laughs> I was like yeah man like we're just gonna uh, we're just gonna hold out a note and you yeah. can just go just go like yeah. whatever you're like no nah, I'm not gonna go like just <laughs> I don't wanna go. Like, all right all right okay I get it I get it and then we do it. And then you actually did go. Went you went, and I was like, I was like, going I caught see, a, I caught see? him by surprise. Like, look. And the crowd fucking ate it I, up. They fucking caught him ate by it up. Yeah. They ate it up. It's so hard. he has it. He's he has it in, and we just got some of the stuff is gotta there. Get it out. It's it's, it's barely. It's but I'm more of like I love like building with somebody. Yeah. Like I, that's always been like the the interplay between two people, and like building that up feels better. Show than, off too. We just want you to show off. Yeah. Dude, every time mm -hmm. I go see the Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawkins. RIP yeah. would be yeah. fucking ripping it, yeah. dude. Every time, I'm just like God damn it. Chad, Chad Smith also great. Yeah, dude. Like, rock oh my fucking God, yes. Legend, yeah. But yeah, they just they just played Taylor. it in Power Field like two weeks, a week and a half. We, we were gone. That, yeah. We missed it. Yeah, I was that gone too. And Rage Against Machines touring right now. I fucking miss that shit. Damn. That would be like I really want to see them. Yeah. Super. But uh, yeah, Chili Peppers are at um, ACL. Are they? Which we're playing in a few nice. in a few months, so yeah, I want to see. You're gonna try to like jump them backstage, not like fought them, but like you I'm know, gonna be hey. like, wait, are you are you the guy? Are you Will Ferrell? <laughs> <laughs> Will? Will? Is that you? <laughs> it's crazy how much they look alike. Yes. And they've done like the duo. Have you seen the dueling drum solo thing, like on Fallon? No. Well, oh, they they did it forever ago. Like they know they obviously they know they look like, yeah. but I did see that. I didn't fucking see it that. Was actually, like, yes. it was actually it's epic, dude. Yeah. It's so, anyway, what's the drummer's name from String Cheese? Michael Travis. I yeah. love big his, inspiration. I love him, but yeah. his his fucking facial expressions when he's playing, yeah. he hits the turns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's the turn. It's so good, dude. That's yeah, he's yeah, one yeah. of the reasons I moved to Colorado. Really, I I met him as a fan randomly, and kind of became friends and like followed his band Zilla around and. That it, it like literally I went from being this like dready hippie kid from Virginia to a soccer player and to soccer. I mean, I did play tennis, tennis a long time ago, but <laughs> me like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, him, Aaron Holstein, Jamie Janover and Steve Adich were on in Zilla together. Anyway, I met them in like 2002 or three and they literally inspired me to like they were like, you should move to Boulder and, and like play music. And, and I was like, what? Like, do people do that? I didn't, I was in like punk bands growing up and didn't, I didn't know the first thing about gigging or anything. And they were like, you, you can play, you should do this. I was like, okay. 
they gave me this confidence that I didn't have or know what I didn't know what I wanted to do with wow. my life at all. And, and it changed my life. And I moved to Boulder, randomly met people, started playing music, met Dom through the motet and, and all these other great people. And like, yeah. Wow. So, I fucking love never that give story. Up, kid. I mean, yeah. it's, I, I, there's like a half hour version of that with the full download of that. Yeah. I'll tell you sometime. I love that story. Kicking man. Back, Holy but shit. It's literally like, if you fucking, if you put your, if you put your, you know, put your heart out there and, and just kind of like, just really try to be as genuine as possible and just be open to anything happening. Shit will come to you and you can manifest like your, any, your wildest dream for sure. Damn, Dom and I are proof of that, hundred percent. Dropping some fucking heaters like, right now. Yeah, you're. That's true. Let's heaters. go. I used That's to true. work at Domino's. Don't so, forget. It sounds so like a we, fortune. You sound like you worked somewhere with fortune cookies. <laughs> yeah, <you're> yeah. <laughs> no, that's some good stuff, man. Anyway, yeah, we, you know, um, I worked at Domino's. He was. He I was, worked at coffee shops. He was in a coffee shop. Espresso. Yeah, I was selling weed. Yeah, and pizza. And we were like, yeah, man, I don't know. We'll we're start gonna a do band tomorrow, dude. but. I did pizza for a bit too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good gig. Yeah. yeah. I had fun with anyway. it. You could get high and make pizzas. Yeah. Yeah. I delivered. So I didn't, I wasn't in, tr- I couldn't make pizzas. I was in the kitchen, I dude. They did not them. want me anywhere near the customers. No. I, I joke way too I much. Bet. I talk yeah. way too much shit. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> they could keep yeah. me at my classic, ass in the back, classic, dude. Classic, like back, back of house kind of dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, you, Dom, you had said something a second ago and I wanted to bring it up, dude. You talked yeah. about Good Times Roll. I mean, yeah, I heard yeah. that song in fucking NFL, yeah. like it was oh, in commercials. Oh, like, shit. what was it like? Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that song literally became so commercialized yeah. and being just a bedroom producer. I mean, we're all bedroom producers. I, mean, yeah. I heard you have a pretty dope studio got, actually. Yeah, uh, lately, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, what is it like to just have something like that just blow up and just get so commercialized like that? Uh, yeah, that, that was great. I mean, hey, you know we're all yeah it's great we're like this is sick um because yeah we you know yeah we made that uh i think for the most part we made that over at my my old place um but yeah the first uh the first time that stuff started to happen was pretty crazy uh because you know i think the first time i made a song called get on up Mm -hmm. and um we had this guy hit us up who's like yo like i think we can i think i can like we can sync your stuff like you know, just a, a guy who used to work with an agency or something like that. And he was like, you know, give me an opportunity and blah, 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 whatever. And then bam, like Mountain Dew commercial came in, you know, it was like, uh, excuse what? me, like what? I, you know, didn't know. Russell about, Wilson. Well, Russell, not Russell Westbrook. 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 Um, and now, you know, Bronco, yeah, yeah, but Westbrook. Yeah. yeah. But, um, that Rick came Westbrook. in and then, yeah. And then the good times roll stuff started coming in. Um, it's pretty wild. And then, you know, we were on tour, uh, we were in, um, where were we at in, uh, for the Apple commercial? Oh, in Savannah, In Savannah, Georgia. yeah, we were just chilling. Savannah, we were like, you know, Apple event. We were like, okay, cool, like, let's watch the Apple event. New we're, you know, new MacBook. We were like, sick, like, oh, we can't wait for this new MacBook. Hopefully it's going to be, like, good speed so we can, like, do more than fucking 10 tracks at a time, you know, with some plugins on it or whatever. So we're just sitting there watching it and shit, and then all of a sudden, bing, 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 little thing starts playing, and we're like, like, How'd you not fucking we're like, know? We're like, who's Didn't fucking know. playing? Who's playing? Like, yeah. oh shit. We're, oh shit. We got an Apple commercial. Yeah. Holy shit. I can't believe it. And they like send you an email later. Like, hey, we used your song. You know, like, what? Here's yeah. a check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How'd you not know? Like, they, they tell didn't you, tell you. Yeah. They didn't tell us. Don't they yeah. have to get permission for shit um, like that? They, I guess they like hit us up and said, we might use a song maybe in for the next something. six months or something yeah. like that. Like, is it? Do we Our have manager permission? was there too. Yeah. We were like, and we what were like, the fuck? He's like, 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, I feel like he tried to play it off like something. I don't know, yeah. but it was like a total. We were in shock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway it was cool it was a cool moment yeah. so yeah i've been lucky to have a bunch of stuff like that um come through and uh man it's it's crazy to hear once you get the one out there on a commercial is it just a lot easier to get more opportunities like that or was, was it all this guy just hustling it's still we still have the same guy you know he has a few people he does like flume us and I don't know if a handful of other pop artists or something like that. And, um, you know, we have some stuff come in. You still get like a lot of sports stuff. You know, it's like a thing where it's they, fun. they like sign on like six months. They go, Oh, we're going to use, we can use these songs for like six months and they like, you know, pay you a fee or whatever. Um, but it's cool. Yeah. I was people that dude, I'm watching the game and like your songs on yeah. there. We had some stuff with the nuggets where, uh, back in the day where they were using our song for like their intro where they came out. Hell yeah. Dude. And they yeah, were giving us like cool. box seats and courts sides. Bro, you got a way better like deal that. than me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I produced a song, uh, in 20, uh, 18 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, shit. I nice. didn't get wow. none of that. <laughs> yeah. Did they give you tickets to games? I had So I was able to get one, one ticket. I was able to get one ticket, Damn. and it was it was anything regular or post, and I thought it was going to be the year that the Saints and Chiefs were going to be oh, in the shit. Super Bowl. Oh, wow. It was, so it was everyone thought. Everyone thought knew, it was. They knew you were a Saints fan. They were like, um, no, he's not getting no, no tickets. No, no, yeah, yeah, they didn't know shit, nothing, bro. They didn't know nothing about me. But it was literally like – I. Every all roads were leading to Chiefs Saints Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, both lost in the AFC and NFC Championship. Oh, but I was going to pull that card. I was yeah. going to get my ticket to a fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, dude. But every home game, the Chiefs would run out to a song I had produced for nice. them. But that's I didn't cool. get no Sick. fucking box tickets. Damn, yeah. that's. <laughs> yeah, I heard. We, I was talking about that with somebody the other day. Like that NFL, they uh, they don't give people shit. Like, um, what's her name? I I like don't know any football people, honestly. But the Rams quarterback is Matthew wife. Stafford. Yes, Ke Kelly Stafford. Katie yep, yep. Kelly. I think I, uh, I don't Kelly know. Stafford, I just know, I just know I the like players. The I don't name, know their wives. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I, that's yeah. when you know you're in too know. deep. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. When you, well, you're in was, too deep. Yeah, I was talking with my girlfriend about it because she follows Kelly. I guess let's call her Kelly. She follows Mrs. Stafford there and. We go. And she was like, "Yeah, she literally gets one fucking ticket and has, to, and they bring their family, they bring the kids, they bring like whoever. They have an entourage. They have to buy all these tickets. Just and I'm like, man, yeah, Matthew Stafford's buying those tickets. Though, well, you know? I mean, they can afford them, obviously, but it's still like, it's like, dude, how how many people fit in a stadium? Like seventy thousand people. Seventy, you can't, eighty, ninety, something. You can't like give the players some tickets for their." Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we have guest lists that we bring to an event, mm -hmm. but it's, dude, I we think have a thousand person guest list for yeah. Red Rocks, yeah. basically. And, and thousand and one <laughs> when I text you, dude. That's right, baby. Come on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was like, man, NFL, I mean, they're all obviously the sports. They make a lot of money. So much money. And they don't give anything out for free. Bro, I didn't have any management or anything back then, so yeah. I got fucked. Dude. I could have <laughs> got you, so much money. If you had a money. manager, yeah, you would have gotten, gotten you two you tickets, tickets, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no. like, it, was, it were two tickets, but I could have got uh, a lot more money. Yeah. Whenever I gave it to them, they're like, yeah, we want this. I'm like, a, how much you want? I'm like, a grand? Yeah, yeah, thousand dollars, please. Yeah. We're gonna run out to it every game. That's every what, home game. That's the song everyone's gonna hear when they're yeah. running out and associate that song with them running out. We'll give you like nothing, and you get like two tickets. How's that? Cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Whatever. awesome. They're I, like, because we're barely squeaking by. You're like, are you? 
you make billions of dollars. You can't get. I had no idea, dude. I was just excited that it was happening. Well, of course, yeah. that's a great opportunity. Yeah, it was cool, yeah. dude. I actually had an experience with the movie too. I got a call whenever I was in Charlotte that my song was going to be using Fast and Furious Nine. Nice. And, and I was losing that's it, dude. Sick. I called that's all. Sick. I called all my family members and yeah. told them, and yeah. it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> I was like, mu- music industry strikes again. I should have never uh, called. Yeah. Yeah. Should have never called. I was too excited. Yeah, don't jinx we, it. Well, this is my first like, time getting hit up for a movie. I was stoked. Yeah, that's sick. We never nothing on a movie, but. But we got like 2K. I remember when we got 2K. I think all of me, this song with Logic and Roses, got on 2K one year. And that's when I was playing a lot of 2K. So I was like, yes, life that's moment. Cool. Yeah. Yes. It's cool seeing a lot of uh, like our peers getting songs like on Fortnite and stuff. Seems like yeah. Fortnite does a really good job of keeping yeah. up with that. Yeah. yeah. I have a lot of friends whose music's on there. And I'm like, nice. I, if I just stop talking about dicks and asses in my songs, then, then, then I'll probably be on there. Yeah, right. <laughs> just bleep it out. Come up with another word for it, and then you'll be good. Uh, what would be a good just word a, for it instead of, instead of like, uh, cock? <laughs> Cucumber. Cucumber. <laughs> pickle. Peaches and cucumbers. Just drop the pickle. Literally, Peaches and cucumbers. Cucumber just sounds like a DJ name yeah. at DJ this point. Cucumber. DJ Cucumber. <laughs> at this or point. Or just straight Cucumber. DJ Cucumber. DJ Cuke. Cuke. That's pretty cool. I mean, you could, you know, Marshmallow has a marshmallow head. And he's doing really good. Maybe if you wore like a cucumber outfit. And it's just a cock. <laughs> but it looks it's like a, a veiny cucumber. cucumber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Yo, what's up, cute daddy? <laughs> That's fun, dude. That's fun. Uh, anyways. Anyway, yeah, I wanted anyway. to bring this up. A great segue yeah. here. Love the new album, dude. Brighter Future Two. Thanks. So good. Thank you. So good. And it and it's crazy hearing it because I I started hearing listening to y'all behind the moon in 2010. Yeah, place yeah, behind place the moon. Place behind the moon yeah. was whenever I first started listening to y'all. Yeah. And it's crazy to hear y'all go from kind of just like a really dancey, like electronica band yeah. to almost like there's songs on there it's just like just straight hip hop songs mm-hmm. i mean i don't know if y'all are aware of this but on google it has y'all listed as a hip hop duo yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I don't know why yeah, yeah we, try, we always try to fix that so like, yeah yo did you it's been like you that for years see, um yeah it's yeah totally no, no the album it's just like it's like i said it's just crazy because i mean <laughs> behind the moon just zero features all big gigantic to yeah. where every single song on brighter feature two yeah collabs and features yeah Do intentional th- too for and sure was that something you've always wanted to do and just didn't have connects for it and how are you getting these people because i know you were like you just messaged walk a flock y'all had a relationship do you have yeah, an idea yeah. in mind and also Actually, I'm going to hold off on the questions because I have so many, but I'm just going to let it go right there. Yeah, no, I mean, on this one, you know, my, on Brighter Future 2, I was like, I was like, you know, I want to, I want to work with someone on every song because I feel like, um, I feel, I feel like uh, the, the possibility of what it could be is, I want to, I want to explore that. Like, I want to see how, you know, I, yeah, I feel like it could be a greater song if I work with someone else versus just doing it myself. And, uh, and that was kind of the thinking behind it, you know, like collaboration opens up, you know, the things more. So that's why I intentionally wanted to do that, um, on this, on, on this latest album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how did some of the collabs come together? Um, like through, through friends of friends and just hitting people up. I mean, like for the rap stuff, um, you know, like Coda, been a big fan of Coda for a while, and we've kind of been hitting him up for a while. And um, I think we finally we were hitting up like the wrong the wrong manager, 
And uh, the wrong guy was like the old manager wasn't his guy, so we finally got the it's right like guy. You reached Coda, not the friend yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. You got, and he got Coda's back instantly. Friend. Yeah, and he got back and stuff. And um, and it was cool, man. We got on a Zoom with him and stuff. Um, he's cool. Like I, you know, I have a we have kids. Like I have a kid who's three and a half. He has a son, you know, roughly the same age. So you know, we connected on that kind of stuff. I you know, and I got to get on a Zoom with him and be like, hey, man, like you know, working on this album. You know, it's called Brighter Future Two. You know, this is the premise behind what it's all about and you know you don't have to you don't have to do that right about that but you can and I, I really think he he knocked it out of the park for sure yeah he did um and you know so it was cool it was cool to just uh get to you know get on you know see same with aloe aloe black for keep on rising um you know i got to you've been a big fan of his one of our one of the things that propelled us early on was a remix we did of his i need a dollar song that's kind of like yeah, brought us got us to one. a new level or whatever and we you know we were kind of like hey man can we put this remix out and it was like he was like no but like i'm not gonna like sue you if you like put it on like soundcloud or whatever so we just put it on soundcloud it was cool and he knew about us and actually the way that whole song came together too was so I know this is a little confusing, but the last song on Brighter Future 2, um, I had my friend Harold O'Neill. He's a piano player who went to Manhattan School with a sick piano player. And we were just chatting one day, and he's like, yo, man. He's like, um, yeah, it was. Uh, I've been writing for Aloe. I've been like, uh, you know, he's a, a brilliant composer, like pianist. And um, he's like, yeah, I've been writing for Aloe, man. And I, I, like, mentioned you guys. I was like, yeah, I remember like uh this guy he's like oh yeah those are the guys who did the remix or whatever right yeah blah 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 and yeah i'm writing he's like we should write some stuff for aloe so i was like yeah like let's let's write some stuff for aloe and um and then randomly i had the, i still had that song i had that song and i was like we should you know i was like this would be perfect for him. so i sent it to him and then he was like hey man like cool we got on the zoom i was told him the whole brighter future thing he wrote that shit. i was like this is fucking perfect man i like i was literally when i got that back um, and I was in my studio, you know, cause you know how putting an album together is, you know, it's very, you know, you need a, you need this piece, you know, mm -hmm. to put this together. I got one coming out in a month. Yeah, man. And it's like, you know, it's tough. It, it's very, it's very up and down, you know, it can be really emotional, you know, it's like, shit, do I, can, is this going to work How you know? And anyways, and I, and I, when I got that vocal back, you know, I was sitting in my studio and like, I was like literally tearing up. I was like, yeah, like, thank God. Like, yes. You know what I mean? Cause I it really that. brought the whole album together, you know? Um, and, uh, so killer, you know, just killer to be able to work with a guy like that. And that can and it comes in just like real good like that. And, um, it's the message. It's like, you know, it's great. It was, it was cool. Um, some of the other collabs came together, like, um, like the um, just the same song with Vic Mensa, Mick Jenkins actually had, I had this, I had a different song and they, they, you know, wrote all that stuff over a different song and then the song kind of developed. So you know, a lot of different ways. Like they just recorded it like years ago and I was just sitting on it. I was like not going to do anything with it and then I finally like kind of got it together. Um, you know, the song with Grant. Grant worked with Grant a bunch. Grizz, he's the man. I've been um, playing that song out a lot. Yeah, a, lot dude. a bunch. It's a fun one. Yeah, yeah man. A bunch of people mind. have. That's like the first song I feel like we've ever had that like other DJs play. So I was like, sick. This is cool. And you know, I had that. I had that idea. I'm trying. Um, to, like I've been a fan. I'm like, have I ever played any? Yeah, I don't think no one. No one really. You but know, I've loved y'all for it so yeah, long. You know what I mean? It's not our songs aren't like DJ songs you can play in your set kind of thing. So that was cool to have a song like that. And you know, I. 
I sent that idea to Grant, you know, kind of with the melodic, you know, melodic baseline stuff and some of the vocal and different stuff like that. And, you know, Grant's just like insane. You know, obviously you guys know, you know, because you guys have a song together too. And he just took my idea to like fucking level 45. You know what I mean? So it was like, fuck yeah. Like, he's like, what do you think? I'm like, what What do you think? What do I think, dude? (laughs) Yep, yep. So, um, yeah, and uh, Elohim worked with her. She was killer to work with. Super sweet, super talented. Uh, just wrote some beautiful stuff. And so it's, it just really it came together so cool. It's just so fun to work on. And like I said, I intentionally was like wanted to collaborate with people, just like see what we could, you know, where we could take it. Yeah, it's a very cohesive album. And like Thanks. I said, it's just really crazy to hear from when I started listening to y'all to now, where it's just like. Yeah, all of them are features, and some of them literally just feel like hip hop songs at times. And then I yeah. saw on the Google there, y'all hip hop duos. I'm like, damn, are they switching lanes? <laughs> Let me ask you this, man. Whenever you're producing, are you thinking about Jeremy? Like, how is he gonna play it live? Or are you not even worried about this fool? Uh, um, <laughs> not not really, honestly. <laughs> no, nah, but you he know, but to, I want to. Yeah, Matt, would we play this stuff. as a band? There was the more like syncopated. Beats, yeah, like yeah, like forever ago, like the yeah. first couple albums. Yeah, were. like I want this hi hat pattern to be like yeah something that oh, he's dude. gonna like. Try listen to like Fire It Up and Wide Awake, and some of the early albums are the like craziest kick hi hat syncopated kind of shit. Yeah, it's it was dope because I was like, cool, I can. This is what what I wanted to do as far as like playing complicated kind of electronic music that like grooves and vibes, but you're, you know, I like stop the rehearsal and be like, um, the second half of the hi-hat pattern, you're, yeah, you're not playing it right. Like, like it goes like this actually. actually. So can we, oh, sorry, uh, bro. That's where that, that's where y'all start throwing hands. Throw drumsticks at him. Like you come play it. Uh, I've, I've literally uh, done that too. A guitar, one of my guitar players fucking, wow. You come, yeah, literally you, that you exact Mickey thing. Mickey Hart him. Yeah. Dude. We said, we saw Mickey Hart do that. Uh, when we did the Skrillex to Super Jam, guy. he was like, hey, hey, just through the, through this. It's like, a, it's been a thing, I guess, for yeah. a long That's time. That's rock and roll, baby. He's yeah. done that. There's videos in the 80s of him literally like hucking them during a dead show, like at people, like at people on stage. That's rock and like roll, baby. I mean, apparently, yeah. It's like, don't fuck with him, dude. He's like a ninja, that, that thing. That's fun, man. Anyway. You got any surprises for uh, for Red Rockstar bringing up any dope musicians? We got we got a couple things. Yeah, we got a couple people couple bringing things up. up our sleeves. Yeah, break news, dude. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, we're not we're gonna break news. I tried, dude. Yeah, I tried. tried. That's yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You can try. Yeah, dude. Yeah, listen, we we have an NDA with ourselves. Yeah, we signed it right before we walked in. Yeah, Sometimes life throws you a curveball. You just gotta take it in the ass and go to first base. You feel me? <laughs> cool. Is that what happens? Cool. I don't know. Sometimes you just gotta hit that shit. Yeah, some, sometimes you just got to take, take it and just go take and, just, it and, just, and just and just move on just take like what I did. Booty. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I mean, that's one way of just like, you know, rolling with the with the punches. Mm-hmm. Home make Starfish it. punches. Mm-hmm. This has been great, dude. Thank y'all so <laughs> Thank much for you, being man. here. We have a couple you. fan questions I wanted to get to before oh, we got there. Shit. We got cool. Mr. Jeremy Wood back there. Hey, Jeremy, sorry I didn't say hey to you in the beginning no, of the episode. Up, How what's you doing back there tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you all for having me on here. Uh, yes, it's sir. Been very inspiring listening to y'all talk, actually. Um, nice, so, man. I do have some questions. You're a teacher, or yeah. not a teacher, but you could be. I could um, be. So, as an up and coming producer, uh, struggling with finishing tracks, what would you, if, if I was your student, what would you tell me as far as trying to fin- get tracks done and try to get music out there? 
Uh, I would say finish them. That's what I told <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I told him, dude. Yeah. No, but, no, right, but, so but how do you know if it's finished? Um, you know, I, I would, um, I would just, uh, you know, you're probably a perfectionist kind of a thing. Like you don't want to end it. You know, I would just, just close, close the door on it. it. You know, it's done. Like this is all uh, like, or I would say write more, right. just write more because I, cause I was like that. I, I feel like I was like that. I, oh, I'm never going to finish it. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, because how many songs have you written or how many? So like, I've been doing it for two years. Um, yeah, yeah. Mitch has actually been my teacher since I started. Cool. Uh, I don't have a music background at yeah. all whatsoever. So I just kind of yeah. started going oh, to my wow. first concert at like 24. And then I was like, all right, I want to figure this out and started. I got Ableton on a trial and then you just kind of went from there. Yeah. I would, I would like, um, cause it, it, the more you write and as you keep writing, sometimes you'll write something and it, you'll, take you like a day right. and you'll be like sometimes it pours here. out and then we're sometimes here. it's yeah. like two weeks so i think i read something somewhere and it might have been for a different not non-producing producer type of thing but where you know you just write write a lot you right. know so just like wrap it up you know get it to where you can get it you can revisit it like later on you know but like wrap it up get the elements that you want you know that will be make it finished and mix it you know, master it the best of your abilities. Cause you'll learn a lot in that whole process too. Right. Just fin finish mixing it, finish mastering it, mastering it, get it to sound as good as you can and then finish it and then just move on to something else. And, you know, stay organized, keep it in a folder cause you can go back. And then the more you write, you'll be writing, writing and be like, Oh man, that song. I, there was something back there that you can either like pull in, you know, or right. you'll learn something to help you produce. So just keep writing a lot, you know, gotcha. don't, don't like not finish. I would say finish though, you know, go through the whole process of what I you always do to finish. 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 Yeah. 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 You gotta finish. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, just, just be more in the mindset of like, I'm going to write a lot right. instead of like, I need to write 10 masterpieces. Like, let me write 50 songs and See, hopefully 10 of those will be masterpieces. Right. And I understand and hear exactly what you're saying. I feel like that's kind of been the route I've been on cool. for the last eight months. And cool. now I'm like, I feel like I have the pressure, especially since starting the, uh, producing the podcast, mm -hmm. people are starting to find out about me and they want to hear music. Mm -hmm. And I'm also nice. to the point where I want to put music out for everybody but my friends to hear. So, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> so basically it's like, all right, now that I'm to this point, What's the next step? Like, I, I see. Instead of like banging your head against the wall trying to finish something. Yeah, I think still, yeah, just still finish it. You know, you can use reference tracks and stuff to kind of, um, you know, give yourself a point of reference. But you know, finish it up, like, and 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 set, you know, set goals. You know, I want it to be an EP. I want it to right. be an album. Okay, what do you, you know, finish the process? Like, I want it to be, I want it to be an EP of all the same songs, like not same songs, but same style. I right. want, I want to have this fluid style thing, you know, um, maybe different tempos or I want to have, you know, like a big G album is like, it's a hip hop song. It's a fucking dubstep banger. It's a house, like housey pop thing. You know, I want to, I want it to be different, but I want it to be cohesive, you know, set, you know, you'll learn a lot in making a goal, you know, Right. And having a uh, figuring out what you you want your vision, vision to be, is, yeah. so you can go okay. Like I'm working on this song, I need to finish it. it what is well, what is this in the bigger picture? Okay, right. like okay, my bigger picture is this. Okay, that helps me more 
uh, understand how this, what this song is that I'm making and how I need to finish it and stuff like that, gotcha. you know, and you can kind of go bigger picture in more bigger picture and more back and forth through that process. But, you know, f- finish the, the, the greater, finish the, the, the greater thing. Yeah, yeah. The big idea. Gotcha. And Jeremy, yeah. just get out of your head and send it, dude. Yeah. Just, just do just a drum. Yeah. Send it, bro. There's just, that. I mean, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. So and play it for this dude and see what he says. He does. Yeah. He yeah, probably hates do you that say music? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Play, dude, play, I don't hate it. Playing I mean, live helps it's out funny, too. So you give him like constructive whatever, yeah. like yeah, and, like time. you all know, time. like help like, him out. Be like, dude, it sounds it's fucking done, bro. This, this is my boy. Done. Do you yeah. get to play out boy. out a lot? Do you get uh, to play gigs? So I've played one sets? gig since I've been out here. And okay, then, like the Black Box does like Whip Wednesday, so I'll go up there and like test the track out. Yeah, it's not really DJing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've done that a couple times. Um. But yeah, I've, I used to play in Jackson back home right okay. before I moved out here in January. So okay, cool. Played for a year, a year straight there, but I wasn't. My music was nowhere near the level it is now to even cool. attempt to play out. So, cool. um, I got one more question, and I think listeners will probably get you know some insight into this. For somebody trying to get in the music production with no music experience, mm-hmm. what's the most important thing you think they should learn? Outside uh, of outside of learning the software, because obviously that's given. That's a great like question. Music, musically? Yeah. Like, so if you want to get into music at all and you don't have any background, you want to be a producer. Wow. What would be the best thing to start with and build your foundation from minus, outside minus of software? Minus, like, learn cool hair, software. Um, I mean, if, if you were cool going to. outfit. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. brand. Develop your brand. Yeah, develop that. Be an Green hair. No. Don't do that. Um, I would say, like, I mean, if you if you were trying to learn an instrument. Is that what you're saying, kind of, or not even in it? Doesn't for even an have electronic to be an producer, does it have to be an instrument? It doesn't have to be an instrument, but see. just in, from the, in the, the music, instrument. yeah, Ableton's your instrument. He's saying, what's the best piece of Damn. advice you give someone who wants to be a producer that has no musical background? Oh, what? I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. Learn yeah, yeah. some piano. Yeah. Um, well, that's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It is. Um, I would just say, you know. There, it's just, it's such a large sea of um, music and people, especially now. You know, back when in 2008, nine when we were going, I mean, if you were on the internet at all, you were winning. You know what I mean? Now everyone's yeah. on the fucking internet. Right. Yeah. You know, how do you... Yeah, it seems like you, there's a lot of, like, si- siphoning through things yeah. to figure out, all right, do you know what you're talking about, or are you just bullshitting for views? You yeah, know well, how, how do you, how do you, um, how do you shine in right. this like sea of everyone's a producer and, and, or, and doing right. stuff. And I think just, um, you know, being, being yourself, having an individual, you know, like I was saying at school, you know, that you, you have to have your own voice. And I think, um, I think that's, that's the key because a lot will come, a lot, uh, will come out of that, um, you know, in the social media world, but in your music, um, as well, you know, be yourself and have, and have fun. You know, you gotta, you gotta have fun, right. You to have fun doing it because it's, I mean, it's you know we're working harder than people who have like nine to five jobs and shit like right. that i mean we're like the nine to five jobs would be like a brie and like yeah fine easy yeah, all I'm day doing i got that I would do. like, you know I we're like tables and then come home and sit in the studio for like yeah we're like sleep waking mm-hmm. up thinking about we're thinking about it all day it's a right. whole it's a you know you're living experience yeah. so you know just being yourself within you know how you live your life and how you present yourself online and stuff like that i i would say that um you know and how you're producing and how you're putting out music and stuff, you know, that's probably the biggest thing that will make you successful. You know, that's why back when, when I started, like 
no one was doing set like all the people i was playing in bands and the band people were like what the fuck are you like this is bullshit like you're gonna come do the knob twisty bullshit oh, i used to make yeah. fun of them yeah when I was and in then bands. Yeah. and then all the dj people were like like what are you what are you what are you doing you know and i was like fuck it like i'm gonna just do it like i had people who were like dude just do something do whatever you want to do man you could do whatever you want to do we're gonna follow you and I was like, okay, and I'm going to do something. I wanted to do something totally different that no one else was doing, you know, and now, you know, now it's a whole, you know, now there's a bunch of people doing instruments and, you know, in and saxophone. You and know? there's a lot of people got inspired from you personally yeah. or like maybe not be doing that style if it wasn't for you. Yeah. But I, I kind of took the, you know, I was like, I want to do something that no one's doing. Right. And that's how, that's how it, that's how it happened for me, you know, and that's how we were successful and had longevity because because I took, you know, took it, took one for the team, basically. <laughs> hey, man, it worked out just great for you. Yeah. No, Jeremy, you got any uh, any advice for Jeremy on that one? For Jeremy, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Jeremy to Jeremy. Jeremy to Jeremy. Um, I would say try to, you know, if there's stuff that you're inspired by, right? Like, if you're just sitting there with Ableton and you know musical knowledge or whatever, like, listen to, check out stuff that you like and try to figure out how they made that, whether you like look at tutorials online or like do whatever and, and, you know, start putting pieces together and whether it's like you like somebody's style, but you like have something else going on in your brain and you're trying to take it something to a different place, but starting, I feel like learning, like getting, getting like tools for your toolbox, like learning how to do whatever bass sound or this or snare and then figure out if what you're playing melodically is is allowed in uh <laughs> like you're not doing some weird out shit that's not you know it's not and it you know like but just start getting those tools i think it, it's like learning any instrument obviously it's it's super complicated and right. there's a million different facets to it but um but yeah i feel like learning those different things and and try to make it as you know break it down as easy as possible like when you're learning drums, you don't just like attack a drum kit with all four limbs and you're like, oh, I want to play this fucking complicated ass song. You have to literally take it and do the kick forever and you figure out how to keep that. And then you start to bring in the snare in or whatever. Do that when you're producing, like start as simple as possible and build it up and play it for your friends. And if they're like, dude, you can't you can't put those notes near each other you're not allowed to do that <laughs> you tell your friends to go fuck themselves yeah, dude because dom nah, said dude. be yourself <laughs> yeah, dom said, yeah this is what i'm feeling and you know what <laughs> fuck that you like people like people have been making weird shit and a lot of a lot of producers like obviously don't start out as as musicians they didn't go to music school they didn't like people just fucking figure it out and right. it's cool that you can do that with ableton and not having that knowledge because you can't just start playing guitar with no knowledge, like you can start learning a lot of stuff, right. and but you can't make anything sound worth the shit unless no. Whereas you're able with to that, you can kind of pick it up and like figure for sure, yeah. The base kind of develop else. your own voice, and like it's kind of it's kind of like a flip for y'all because y'all started musicians, went to producers. I mean, mm -hmm. you listen to the album in 2010 to the album now, and it's yeah. like you the production quality is just yeah, yeah. on a Dom's, whole another Dom's planet. At, he's totally. got a lot of tools in I the toolbox. No, I had no idea what I was fucking doing. Well, before. back in 2010, that's how it all sounded. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like nothing mm -hmm. sounded like Big G now in 2010. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, also, you know, YouTube too. I mean, you know, for the, if you're trying to figure out the notes, pianos, you know, right. and all that stuff, I mean, you know, you, just how you did for production. So how important do you think music theory is in the production side of it? Is it that I mean, important? It, 
Because like I a mean, lot of people, I've if heard you want to have interesting harmon harmonic content in your songs, yeah. But if you don't, then no. Because right. I mean, there's <laughs> you know a, there's I mean? some some EDM songs that you can write with one note. Yeah, it's just like it's sure. an F F minor, you right. know, or whatever, yeah, right. and then the whole thing's an F minor. But yeah, if you want to have that's you know that's like it that right there. Slaps, bro. If you want to <laughs> have chords and stuff, and you want to have you know cool shit or something that's gonna make you feel feel a certain way, right? Then yeah, it's important. you know, but it doesn't. Ha you don't have to. Right. Great question, Jeremy. Man, appreciate you, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's I love I love Jeremy's perspective on the show as an upcoming producer. Just like just trying to soak up everything, man. I appreciate your questions, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to talk to talk to guys of y'all stature. So oh, stop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not talking about me, but I'm pretending he is. <laughs> no, you shouldn't have. I've got I've got a I got I got love for Mitch. It's all good. Yeah, he's my boy. All right, let's get to some fan yeah, questions here, man. What's that? What? Was that not West the fan from... questions? Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, we got more. Hi, this is Wes from uh, Madison, Wisconsin. What up, Wes? Question for Tim. Uh, a while ago, I watched the Dream Big mini doc and really spoke to me when you said you were walking around listening to, I think, John Coltrane, and you were overcome by emotion and decided then that you were going to pursue music at all costs, no matter what. Yeah. Um, music has definitely made me feel a similar way. I've been producing for a few years, uh, and I know it's what I want to do, but I also know the industry is super competitive, not close to as good as I need to be, but I feel like work and life in general gets in the way of putting in the hours needed to get to that point of mastery. So I want to quit my job and live in my studio until my shit sounds good enough to share with the world, but I don't want to be reckless and stupid. So what advice do you have? Do you recommend taking a leap or keeping the nine to five until you know one can confidently pay the bills and music? Uh, thanks so much for everything you do, and sorry for the long-winded question. Great question. Though. Yeah, that is a nice. good question. Yeah. yeah, I think um, I think me and Jerry were kind of in this similar boat, like you know, like we were saying before. We were, um, you know, I was playing with the Motet, kind of touring and stuff like that. Um, but I had a job. I always like I always had something, um, you know, to make sure I was going to be cool and pay my rent and stuff like that. And um, and I did that even with the beginning of Big G and stuff too. It was like, okay, um, I I had my coffee job, my coffee shop gig. I had like other gigs and stuff. So I, I I made sure there was a certain point where I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna if if I spend more money at or more time at home producing, I'm gonna it's gonna pay off more financially for me down the road. So so now it's like I, I might like I I like saved up you know, some extra money. So I had a little just in case. And then I like flipped and said, okay, like I'm going to do the, like I quit my coffee shop job and just like did wait, like went full time, but I always had like a side gig. And then I, and then I was playing. So I had like get, you know, I had music gigs, mm -hmm. but I always had something to make. I didn't just like, yeah, here we good just luck, you know, in. because, because at one point when I was living in New York, it was like, you know, I was trying to just be a jazz musician in New York and that was not working and it was getting worse and I was getting more in debt. And it was like, you know, there's one point where it was like, I was eating like pizza every day for like a whole month, you know, cause you could go to like, you know, it was like, it was, it was getting bad. And I was like, okay, I can't go. I'm not moving home. You know, I was living in a room that was like half the size. I had a half the size of this room that I was living in, in New York. It was basically just like an in, in the inlet sort of thing in a house a big closet yeah i could put it's like a, a bed closet. in there and then i stepped up and then i got out you know by the time i moved to colorado i just flew with like a couple like bags like i didn't have i had like i was just like given i was like i can't you know i don't know it was fucked up 
Um, so I was like, okay, I was pretty much a rock bottom and I like, couldn't, you know, I was like, all right, I can't, can't do this anymore. So I had to like get, you know, get a job, get gigs, get, you know, dig myself out of this big hole. And then eventually, yeah, I got to the point where I was gigging enough to be cool. And then I had the coffee shop gig too. And then started the big G thing. And then, you know, yeah, we, but got, you, I mean, we got busier. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, cool. There's these gigs coming up. Yeah. There was definitely a point where we were, where it was like, cause I was working for a, a booking agent at one yeah. point too. And just hustling like every different kind of thing I could think of and playing gigs. But we were, I feel like we both had the same conversation at the same time. Like, I think we can, I think we can like do this. Yeah. Like, and it's like, okay, we got this many gigs coming up the rest of the year. And yeah. I was doing the budgeting thing, you know, and like, and figuring it out. All right. We're we'll probably have this by the end of the year. So it, it, yeah, we, we kind of trusted in the process for sure, but we also kept, you know, we worked for a while, like years and years, you know, making sure that you could pay the bills. We didn't just jump, jump into it and like get a credit card, rack it up yeah. with debt, do that. Like, you know, we kind of paced ourselves through it and, uh, and it worked out, man. I mean, it, it, like I forget, I forget his name who, who called him, but he can kind of do Wes. both. I, I think mean, it was Wes. He, yeah. He should just like keep, keep the job and, and just keep, you know, keep the vision, keep grinding. And, you know, eventually it'll feel like there'll be a point where you'll be like, okay, like I think I'll be cool and I can just like only focus on that. But you know, even if you go, okay, like, let me get a part-time, let me get a part-time gig or, you know, something, but yeah. you know, you can, you can do both. I mean, you know, you just have to, you just have to be all about the grind. Yeah. Like, look, mm -hmm. I'm not fucking sleeping much and I'm fucking spending, you know, and be really organized. You know, you gotta like, okay, I'm working this, this is my schedule. Yeah. This is, I'm not, you know, I didn't, I don't like, I never went out. I wasn't, I don't go out. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, when everyone's going out, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, cool. Everyone's going out. I'm going to fucking stay home and fucking do my shit. I've always been, I've always been that guy. Like, Ooh, like when I was in high school, it was like, Ooh, summertime. Fuck. Yeah. Like everyone's going to not play their sacks all fucking summer. I'm going to play it every day and I'm going to come back and they're going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. I always, I like being the guy working when no one's working and shit. Yeah. I, my advice to him is you just got to take the struggle, brother. Yeah. You know, everyone goes through it. It's yeah. just part of it, dude. Yeah. It I know. you stronger. Yeah. I know I was producing in Mississippi for a couple of years before I moved to New Orleans. But when I moved to New Orleans, like I went there to be a producer, but I was doing I was DJing a gay bar. I was DJing uh, casinos, yeah. weddings. You yeah. know, I'd even work stage production as a stagehand, audio yeah. tech, whatever the fuck I had to do. Which, yeah. Dude, doing all that stuff, like you learn so much mm -hmm. about ev everything that goes into the putting a show on, or and then like you can know when your audio is not right. You can know, you know, you can know uh, how to like tour manage yourself or whatever. I even threw events for two years. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was, I was, in, 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 fucking lost my ass. But it was part of that yeah. struggle, dude. But I learned yeah. so much. So yeah. my advice to him just go through the struggle, dude. Yeah. Do whatever you can to fucking get knowledge and just roll yeah. with it, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah agreed. Got oh, this. Yeah. Great question. Let's get to another one, Jeremy. Hello, this is. John Shack, a.k.a. The Stone Sorcerer. Hello, I just John. want to know, Big uh, G, Cabu, how do you guys stay motivated? What, what, what are your goals? Did you mess that up, Jeremy, or did it just stop? I think it just Oh, damn. Hold on. Let's try it one more time. You didn't think, mess anything up, I think up, it just dude. cut off. 
You can just cut off. Hello, this is. Yeah, cut off. Okay, word. How do we stay motivated? Don't fucking call my dude out. Listen, dude. Sometimes he's fucks up. He's not perfect. I haven't met a lot of Jeremy's in my life. I'm glad you got my. I got your back, dog. We gotta stick together, motherfuckers. What I'm talking about. You know the Pearl Jam song. Don't fuck with Jeremy's, dude. That's true. That's true. Can't find a better man. (laughs) My stepbrother's name is Jeremy, and he's a fucking hoot. (laughs) If you guys want to watch a funny fucking podcast, he's redneck as shit. I had him on the show, and he's he's a fan favorite. What's his like? Name or whatever. his name's Jeremy, but but the, Jer- what's the podcast name? It's my redneck step brother. Oh my! Oh, literally, that's <laughs> yeah. what it's called. I thought it was like your. <laughs> He's a fucking hoot, gotcha. dude. Hell How yeah. you stay motivated, man? How you stay on the grind? What's something you do? Uh, you just you know you know stay in, I it's, I'm inspired. You know you're staying inspired, staying, being inspired by you know the world around you. You know the people you hang out with, and and um and just. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's up and down, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's up and down. Don't, you know, when you're not inspired and, and, um, you don't feel like doing shit, like it happens, you know, and, uh, don't be, don't you know, beat tomorrow, up. yeah, tomorrow's a new day yeah. and you just, uh, you know, but yeah, you know, listen to a lot of music and just, um, and just, yeah, just be around people who are, you know, if you're around a bunch of people and they're all working really hard and they're all like, fuck, I got to go do this and they're making dope shit or whatever, this and that, you're going to want to go do that. If you're hanging out with a bunch of people who are going and partying every night and fucking eating like shit or whatever, you're going to eat like shit and go party every night. You know what I mean? So you got to, you know, you are, you are who you hang out with. You know, my mom always like said that to me when I was a kid, but but it's, but it's, yeah, but it's true. You know, it's like, so, you know, if you want to, be doing dope surround, shit. Surround like, yourself by like, yeah. by by those people. Yeah, and you know you you'll can. be you'll be you'll stay inspired. That'll help. You what's, know? Your, what's your boss? I mean, the same thing, honestly. Um, surround yourself with people that inspire you one hundred percent. When when Dom and I were living together, and I was just playing in random bands in Boulder, but my goal was to play with him, Garrett Sayers from the Motet, Joey Porter, amazing keyboard player. I was like, I want to play Herbie Hancock shit with them. That's what I want to do. And was like, cool. And then we kind of like, it was around the time that Dom, st- like we ended up living together. Then we would kind of jam in the basement and then all these things progressed. But you, you can, you can make shit happen that you want, you know, that you want to happen and, and not, you know, not like in a, in a selfish way, but like, like really manifest your, you know, your destiny, especially if you're like, a good person and you're trying to put good shit out there, do stuff with love and good things will come your way and like connect with people that you vibe with that. You're like, Oh shit, you're, you're fucking cool, man. Let's be friends. Let's I'm down, how, dude. We should let's be friends. Yeah. <laughs> but like, let's see how weird we can get or how we could take this over here, take it over there and just like find those, those different inspirational things. And it, it fucking works, man. Yeah. I don't know. That shit works. My advice. I feel like that's how we found each other years ago and just same wavelength yeah. and recognize that you're like, this is a legit person. Anyway, I feel sorry. something here. I feel something yeah. deep down. This is the Lord's work. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. my advice, dude, write it down. Yeah. yeah. That, that's Ri- great. Too. I write it down. Yeah. yeah. Right. You like cement it in your. I got a gold board right back there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Don't read it right now, dude. I'm. I'm a taboo one. <laughs> Don't read with it, dude. Don't the, read it, with dude. The paps, the girl with paps blue ribbon at her. You're almost ass. there, but you're not quite. <laughs> you know. Look at this thing behind you. 
that painting. Oh, cool. That's yeah. his. That's his goals. That's good stuff. That's goals. That's other goals. Yeah, that's that's big a good booty one, strawberry bitches. <laughs> um, no man, no, write it yeah. down. I think that's a good yeah. piece. That's yeah. something that uh, I learned from. Was it Ill Gates was doing a uh, nice. like a workshop and he talked about that. Yeah, and uh, I was like, yeah, that helped me big time. You know, it's funny because like a lot of people. A lot of people, some to me, they go, "Oh, like, oh, like you're just you're just talented." I'm not, I'm not talented. It's like that. Like, I'm I'm not talented. I was not talented either. You know, I was just this fucking guy. You know what I mean? It just takes a lot of fucking. You just gotta fucking want it. You gotta fucking go. Like, I like to say I'm not talented. I'm fucking motivated. Yeah, like you know, you you just dedicated. You just gotta go. I'm gonna fucking work. You know, I'm gonna put the ten thousand hours in. I mean, you'd be good at anything if you put ten thousand hours into it, and that's really all i did i wasn't like exceptional i don't have perfect pitch or fucking any shit like that i was like fuck i want that i want to go get that and just fucking put the you know dangled it in front of me and just fucking went for it you ride know? the dragon dude yeah. good question let's get some another one ride the dragon, ride the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> you like that yeah <laughs> hey jeremy and dominic and uh, mitch uh, my name is emily i'm out of washington and i was hey, wondering emily. what is your guys's Guilty Pleasure Show. It's your favorite TV show that you wouldn't want anyone to know that you watch, but I Ooh. want to expose you guys. So give me the deets. Ooh. Thanks, guys. Love Damn. you all. A and guilty appreciate pleasure you show. this podcast, Mitch. You guys are awesome. Bye. Hell yeah. Appreciate you, Emily. What's a guilty Thanks, pleasure? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I don't know, it's probably fucking stupid. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be. <laughs> I, would say, I would say, and I don't really watch like shows, but like Harry Potter. I'm like, I would, I like rinse those. Actually, when I was finishing the album, man, I was just like, I would just have, I just like, ha- just on in the background. I just had the shit, um, just playing. Yeah. I had all, I had them all on just TV, like in like, the studio. In the studio, just I, I just look up and be like, oh yeah, that's, I love that part. Is it, well, is it on mute? Like, or is it playing on mute? No, on yeah. mute. Yeah, just had it in the background. Yeah. Anyways, stupid. It's <laughs> fun though. Yeah. Dang, guilty pleasure shows. I never really watched reality shows until um my girlfriend <laughs> my girlfriend they'll Vanessa get you dude they'll get the you best and and we she like loves she loves non-scripted television it's what she calls it non-scripted television um versus like a drama series or like whatever reality tv Re- you mean reality tv cool. is is non-scripted television um but she uh got me into that man and we watched freaking summer house and like <laughs> Uh, I call it Charleston Charmed, but like the uh, oh, Charleston, yeah. whatever the hell Char- it is. Uh, Char- Real Housewives of Charleston? No, <laughs> no, no. But we, uh, Southern Charmed. Southern Charmed. Yeah. I call it Charleston Charmed. Um, I've seen that show. All that, honestly, we watch all that stuff. And, and at first, I would like walk by as she's watching and shake talk, my head. Talk a little shit. Talk, yeah. Definitely <laughs> talk shit. And then, and then I would stand there and watch for three minutes and, and like, and now you you're pause like, it and what talk did Stacy say to Tommy yeah. this week? Yeah. <laughs> like, what was Austin up to? Yeah. Such a dick sometimes. <laughs> Dude, whatever. Um, it's, it's funny. So that has definitely become a guilty pleasure where like all that shit, I don't know. I mean, I watch a lot of TV and movies like in general. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not hard for me to get like sucked into something. But yeah, at first I would just stand there, arms crossed, be like, this is bullshit. And then I would get sucked in, and then all of a sudden I'm commenting on it. And fucking, like she slept with him. We will, we'll pause it and talk about what happened. Wow, wow, wow We'll literally wow, pause wow, it wow, and wow. be like, "That is fucked up. Like they shouldn't have done that." Or we'll like get into like conversations because it's interesting, you know, whether it's made up or not. It's interesting. <laughs> you love it. Yeah, it's you entertaining. Love it it's entertaining. It's like a sociology experiment because 
you have one aspect of like, are these people really like this or is it, it's obviously a lot of it's set up stage, but are it's staged. I'm sorry. It's staged. No, hundred <laughs> percent. But Wait, within that, no. you, you know, there's like people are, they're not actors, you know? So they're, they are kind of actors. <laughs> yeah. but You're like, yes, they are. Yeah. They're yeah. getting paid to act on the show. They're they right. are getting paid to act, but you know what I mean? There's like yeah, genuine yeah. reactions happening ish. Yeah. Yeah. But, for, um, for sure. Tell yourself, but that. it's still like a sociological <laughs> fucking whatever. Yeah. I, you might, you know a lot about it potentially. <laughs> You're like, I was, I, I was on a reality yeah. TV show. I know. I know it's like s- scenarios, like a lot of it's set up obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, um, but you still see these motherfuckers go at it. And you're like, wow, they're. It ends up just being like they're all crazy. Yeah, they're, they're honestly, all terrible people. They're all <laughs> but it's, crazy, it's, but it's for people. your entertainment. It's apparently, yeah. I need like, but I just just watched a show, Bear. Have you seen that no. on Hulu? Oh my god, you have to watch it. Talking about the restaurant show. Yeah, restaurant yeah, show. Where he's a cook. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, Maddie James. Matheson's in it too, but um, I forget his name. Oh, it's Jeremy something actually. Is he, Jeremy uh, Allen White. He was in Shameless. Yeah, it's a good ass show. Dude, really, really good trailer, show. For Check me. it out. I just like binged it last night. Like after the DJ said, I got home. Nice. I wasn't tired and watched like five episodes. Nice. Yeah, they're twenty minutes. They're shorties, but dude, I had a. Uh, I'm not. I don't watch it no more. But it was in 2019 when the Saints lost in the playoffs. I got really depressed, and so I wanted <laughs> oh, to watch a show that was as sad as me. So I watched Grey's Anatomy for like fucking. <laughs> That's a guilty pleasure. Six, show. Good, no, I did, it's I did, good. I it's good dude. <laughs> I cried <laughs> out loud yeah. a bunch of times. Nice. Tears. I never got into Grey's. real tears. Real tears, Damn. not fake ones. Oh yeah. Not, not Instagram tears. There's like but 20 real seasons too of like 20 episodes. Wow. They're it's still crazy. making the fucking show. It's really That's what's crazy. Yeah. I never, yeah. Wa- I never like, uh, I mean, maybe I saw one episode or something. It's wild. Yeah. You shouldn't start because you will not stop. Cool. <laughs> Let's get to another one, Jeremy. <laughs> Is this the last one? I that, think? that was the last oh, one. Oh, that was the last okay, one. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Fellas. That was fun. Yeah. This has you. been so great. Super fun. Thanks, Mitch. I really it, fucking appreciate y'all, man. Like I said, I've been a massive fan, still a massive fan, dude. I, you know, Hell I can't yeah. even tell you how many times I've drove countless hours to go Hell fucking yeah. see y'all back in the in the gap bro that's awesome and uh that's awesome man it it means so Hell much yeah. for y'all being here with me today it really yeah, does mean a lot fun. it's kind of nice, crazy man. i'm Thank sure my, you. my buddies back home are probably like what the fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, it, was, that, it was fun man yeah and, and uh yeah let us know about red rocks man we'll get I, you sorted I, come I will, through, man. come up and hang i will and like i said man i, I really appreciate y'all sharing y'all story with me today it makes my love for y'all even deeper so i appreciate cool. y'all Hell for yeah it. man Got anything you want to let the people know before you get out of here no, just come um, to Red Rocks. Come to Red Rocks. Get Rowdy your ticket, Town Rowdy 10. Town 10. It's going to be fucking bananas. Yeah, September 23, 24. It's going to be nuts. So I'm excited. Don't fuck yeah. up. Come out. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, and thanks for thanks for listening all these years. We appreciate you all. Yeah, thanks everybody out there. Love you guys. Hell yeah. Appreciate y'all, Jeremy. I appreciate you, you being here, brother. Yeah, thanks, man. Jeremy. Thank y'all for having me, guys. And yes. I appreciate everybody Jerome. listening to this week's episode of Talks with Taboo. I will see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.